What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, February 11th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, coming to you from the triangle state that kisses Vermont. Yuck. <laughs> I don't I, like that. I could have done better, I'll be honest. On today's show, we're still covering the race in New Hampshire, taking a look at the Latino community in the state and hearing from some voters about what they're thinking. Then Trump's new budget and, of course, some headlines. Today, voters in New Hampshire are heading to the polls for the first in the nation primary. The votes are actually going to be counted and people won't have to line up and pack gyms, then hope a haunted app collects the tallies properly. You know, the future. Uh, What's the latest out there? Yeah, I hope that's the case. Um, Monday was basically the last day of campaigning for the Democratic candidates. They were skirting all around the state, making their final pitches, as were we. And one of the things that made a lot of the messages sound similar was the fact that Trump was holding a rally in downtown Manchester. So instead of a lot of the candidates spending time contrasting with one another, they had you know a singular figure to... Uh, aim their fire at. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Senator Sanders, who is the person we've discussed that seems to be leading the race, a lot of the other campaigns seem to think so, polls seem to think so. He had this really, really large event with uh, AOC and the Strokes. 7,500 people were there, the campaign said. Um, Interesting amount of people that still are down with the Strokes, but, you know, cool. (laughs) Okay, I disagree, but, you know, Julian Casablanca's hive, whatever. (laughs) I'm still asking, is this it, you know, years later? Anyway, uh, bad joke. Uh, We didn't end up there, but we did spend the morning with Sanders and then Senator Amy Klobuchar and finally Senator Warren. And broadly, I think, you know, the voters that we talked to were really excited uh, about all the candidates, you know, that, that, that they had seen or who they were about to see. But some were still sort of working through their options. And it kind of seems like the way that things are going to likely shake out This might be a different year than normal, where after Iowa and New Hampshire, you often see candidates starting to drop out if things aren't coming together and they're struggling in terms of the results from from those states. But Mm -hmm. for now, at least a lot of these candidates are saying, you know, even if I'm not doing that great in in New Hampshire, I'm going to move on to Nevada, South Carolina and Super Tuesday states. It really could be a situation where there are around five that are still in the mix around that time. It's just going to depend on what we see in terms of how they're able to still raise money and, you know, what the actual results are on Tuesday night. Yeah, very cool. Well, I mean, you know, Bloomberg hasn't really been tested yet. We know he's spending a ton of money all over the country in traditional media. So things are likely to continue shifting. Um, But we've spoken about Iowa and New Hampshire being very white states compared to the rest of the country. And there's this burgeoning immigrant community, particularly in Nashua, though. So you were there yesterday. What did you learn? Yeah. So as of around 2018, the Latino population in New Hampshire was something in the realm of 4%. Small. Eh, yeah. Noticeable, but small. Um, <laughs> it, it is growing. And the, the thought is that if elections continue to be close in New Hampshire, 
it's a big enough percentage that these voters could be decisive if they are choosing to participate and uh, who they're choosing to participate for. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nashua, a city in southern New Hampshire of about 90,000 people, is one of the primary places where this community is thriving. It, it's it's different than a lot of the other cities in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke to Manny Espitia, a state representative in New Hampshire who represents an area in Nashua. So Nashua is known as the Gate City. We are uh, considered one of the most diverse cities in the state with a pretty significant Latino and South Asian population. In our schools, we have about 62 languages that are spoken with a, a very large minority population, majority, almost minority majority population. I mean, I love living here. I've lived here for five years and have the honor to serve this, uh, this uh, city in the state, uh, state capital. Yeah, so he said he'd been there for five years and That means he was able to compare the last Democratic primary to this one. And he said that, broadly speaking, the campaigns are trying to reach out to these voters, you know, materials in different languages and sending surrogates that uh, can speak to the community. And I I asked this PTO also about the issues that are most important to this community that he serves. I mean, housing is a big deal. Um, You know, we're not New York City, so we don't have like, or or like Boston or even D.C. where we have outrageous markets. But people here are still worried about housing and we have very low vacancy rates. And that's something that people worry about um, and finding affordable housing, um, education. um, And then also we have the opioid crisis, uh, which is a big issue that people are, you know, surrounded by. So I think those are the three of the biggest. Um, and then here specifically, like you'll see like immigration will be an issue with families who have mixed statuses. So, um, I mean, there was there were reports of ICE and I've seen ICE in this neighbor- neighborhood. So that's also a reality, too. So, yeah. Well, any observations from the day and the voters that you talked to? Yeah, so we wanted to try to include some of the voices of folks that we spoke to over the weekend at many of the candidates' events. They speak to what is on their minds better than I can. Uh, Here's a little taste of of what they were thinking. Um, I decided probably within the past month that I was going to vote for Pete. So originally um, I was for Biden, and within the past like six months, I really feel like he's kind of let me down as a candidate. Like he doesn't feel like he cares, and I feel like Pete cares, and so that was really important to me. You know, uh, I'm still very young, so I don't really have a fully formed political ideology. Um, But, you know, right now I see myself kind of attracted towards Elizabeth Warren. Uh, You know, I, I really appreciate her wealth tax. You know, I just think it's kind of immoral that we've got, you know, four people uh, with more wealth than the bottom half of us. And yet some of my students are going home hungry at night. Well, my wife and I are very involved in uh, helping prevention of drugs. And uh, Amy asked us way back in June to be on a panel with her uh, discussing her views on the opioid crisis in New Hampshire. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of how bad it is in New Hampshire. We're, I think, the top three or four states. Unfortunately, I'm saying top like it's a good thing, but for the number of opioid deaths, we've been averaging about 500 a year, which is just horrible. Bernie Sanders, without a doubt. He is committed to taking money out of politics. He was one of the first to bring up uh, or raise to the national front, raising the minimum wage to $15. Uh, here in New Hampshire, we have no minimum wage, so it automatically drops to the federal, which is $7.25, AKA not a type of wage that anybody could live with dignity, provide for a family. I work at a food pantry. 
I see that the economy is not working for people. Um, I myself currently have two jobs, and if it were not for the support of my partner, would not be able to afford rent, things like this. That was Mikel Stong in Nashua, William Flaherty in Manchester, Patrick McCune also in Manchester, and Melissa Sandoval from Dover. So the only thing left to say is, folks, if you are in New Hampshire, get out and vote. We'll be on the ground throughout the day tomorrow and into the night. I'll talk to you again when we have some results. I hope I didn't jinx anything. Remember when Donald Trump said he would protect Medicare and Medicaid like a hundred times over the course of his 2016 campaign and his presidency to date? I'll save Medicare. Ben Carson wants to get rid of Medicare. You can't get rid of Medicare. Save Medicare. They want to do it on Medicare. They want to do it on Medicaid. And we can't do that. People love Medicare. Yeah, well, you might recognize these clips. We've played them in the past when Trump went back on his word about this stuff. We're playing them now because he's doing it again. Got to keep that highlight real. Yeah, the Trump administration announced that their 2021 budget yesterday, and in a move that shouldn't shock anybody, it proposes cuts to Medicare, Medicaid, and a bunch of other safety net programs to the tune of over $1 trillion. Akila, do you want to go through what all of this actually means? Yes. Okay, so first, it's important to note that Congress will almost definitely not approve of this budget. So president's budgets are really more like a wish list that lays out the administration's priorities, and Congress has no obligation to carry it out. Still, Trump really tried it. <laughs> okay, so what's on Trump's wish list? Do I even want to know? Okay, so in addition to cutbacks on Medicaid and Medicare, there's also cuts to Social Security assistance for people with disabilities. The budget also proposes slashing the Environmental Protection Agency by 26.5% over the next year. It targets the Department of Health and Human Services, which includes the NIH and the CDC. Seems like a bad time to cut the CDC funding, considering that public concern about the coronavirus is on the rise. But officials claim, you know, just like they claim they weren't going to cut Medicaid, uh, that the money reserved for fighting that virus was still be protected in their proposal. We'll see. The cuts would also extend to the Education Department, the Interior Department, and the Housing and Urban Development Department. I mean, even the State Department would see cuts. Now, you're probably thinking, well, he must want to fund something good with all that extra cash, right? Well, I'm a smart fellow, and I honestly was not. Okay, well, if you were thinking that, you'd be wrong. So according to Trump's proposal, a good chunk of that money would go specifically to funding Space Force, which is not the show starring Steve Carell coming out on Netflix, but for Trump's proposed militarized Space Force. Uh, The proposal would also broaden defense spending overall, increase funding to veterans' affairs, and yes, you guessed it, fund tax cuts for the 1%. Okay, so this budget is coming out in an election year, and it's likely going to be used against him based on what we know about it and what Democratic Party is campaigning on. Right. So how does this actually help to openly propose these cuts now? Right. Yeah. Democrats could definitely use this against him. Uh, What Trump is doing now, cutting social programs to address the ballooning deficit, is exactly what Democrats were concerned about when he passed his tax cuts. But the budget also sets up a stark contrast between Trump and the Democrats he's campaigning against in the election. At a time when his rivals are proposing large-scale efforts to forgive student loan debt or fund free public colleges through tax increases for corporations and the wealthy, he's aligning himself firmly with the small government priorities of many Republican voters. So, you know, even if this doesn't come to fruition... Once again, it's showing that Trump is in favor of breaking core promises that he ran on to get elected. Something to think about as this election year is kicking off. 
Now for some ads. What a day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. Really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? (laughs) Lord, tax week, man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Four members of the Chinese military have officially been charged by the U.S. Justice Department for hacking into the credit reporting company Equifax in one of the biggest data breaches in history. Now, as a refresher, hackers stole the names, birthdays, and social security numbers of nearly half of all Americans in 2017. Holy Christ. (laughs) Attorney General William Barr spoke about the indictment yesterday, saying this case represents a pattern of state-sponsored hacking by China. It's also in line with other recent U.S. accusations against Chinese hackers suspected of trying to steal information from other American corporations like Marriott International and the insurance company Anthem. The hacks also raise questions of how well these companies have been protecting our information. I got those questions. <laughs> Equifax faced a lot of heat three years ago when the public found out that the breach was going on for several weeks before the company was able to detect anything. 
Yikes. All right. Well, Amazon is asking President Trump and Defense Secretary Mark Esper to testify in a lawsuit that challenges the administration's decision to give a multi-billion dollar contract to Microsoft. This is the latest out of a legal battle brought on by the tech giant, which all started two years ago when the White House was looking for a company to help improve the Pentagon's cloud system. Right now, Amazon is the world's largest cloud provider, which is why CEO Jeff Bezos felt snubbed when the $10 billion contract ended up going to the world's second largest cloud provider, Microsoft. Amazon responded like any petty company would by suing the administration on the grounds that there was a bias against the company. The suit cited multiple instances of Trump talking smack about Bezos on Twitter and IRL. It's still being decided whether or not Trump, who didn't show up to his own impeachment, will be deposed to show up to this trial. I got to see him talking about cloud computing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) SeaWorld will discontinue its practice of letting trainers ride around on dolphins' backs and faces during (laughs) live shows. The decision comes after PETA raised objections to so-called dolphin surfing Mm. at a stockholder meeting earlier this month. PETA has owned stock in SeaWorld since 2013. SeaWorld defended the practice by saying the trainers stand on dolphins' rostrums, Mm. not faces, and that, quote, dolphins use their rostrums for, among other things, digging, carrying conch shells, and probing the ocean floor for fish. The implication here, I guess, is that dolphins treat their faces like garbage, (laughs) and standing on them is actually an upgrade. Still, SeaWorld has agreed to end the practice within the next few months, claiming that they already had plans to do so and they weren't influenced by PETA's objections. Uh-huh. Everyone needs to watch Blackfish. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's available. It's been out for a long-ass time. All right. Israel has long been America's ally in the Middle East, but as of this weekend, they're also America's ally in having an absolutely terrible voting app. Three weeks ahead of Israel's national election in March, programmers exposed a flaw in the voting app Elector's website that revealed the personal data of every eligible voter in Israel. That's full names, addresses, and identity card numbers for 6.5 million people. And this wasn't something that only an anonymous tier hacker could access. Anyone with a basic understanding of websites could open up the site's source code, copy an administrator's name and password that was written there, and use that to download a database with information about every Israeli voter. Elector is downplaying the severity of the leak, and it's not known which bad actors, if any, took advantage of the flaw. Israel's experience with new voting tech serves as a cautionary tale to governments around the world looking to take their democratic process inside the computer. We got to do voting by Duck Duck Goose. Honestly, I'm just going to hold my hand up and hope that I get counted. And those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, make us your write-in vote if you're still in the Grand State. Just kidding. Please do not do that. I'm serious. And tell your friends to listen. By the way, if you're into reading and not just primary results that will hopefully come in on time like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And that's why it's and not that's why that it's bad, not to, that stand bad, on bad to stand on a dolphin's face. Hi, caramba. Come it back, Gideon. Come back. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. 
Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 